Welcome to the Rockbrook Church Podcast. Our hope is that today's message brings you hope and clarity for your spiritual journey. We love hearing how God is working in your life. Feel free to share any stories of how this message gave you a new perspective and hope. Email us at church at rockbrook.org to tell your story. Well, good morning. Good to see all of you here. Really appreciate you being here today. And uh, good morning. Greetings to all you folks at home watching online. This is a service that we live stream, and uh, it's been exciting. We actually have more people live streaming than we have showing up, and, uh, and all over the place, literally uh, all over the world. It's kind of fun to be doing this. So thank you for being here, and thank you for being there. And it's my privilege today to prepare you for the 40 Days of Prayer campaign that actually starts next week. Uh, we've done spiritual growth campaigns at Rockbrook uh, almost every year for over two decades. And uh, many of you back in the day remember we did, with four, we did 40 Days of Purpose, we did 40 Days of Community, 40 Days in the Word, uh, Transformed, that's one of my favorite campaigns that we've done. Last year we did Building My Life on Values That Last, and we've done many others. Why do we put so much emphasis on spiritual growth campaigns? Uh, because the Bible tells us that spiritual growth is God's will for your life. God wants you to grow up. He wants you to become mature in Christ. You know, ba babies are cute. Kids are cute. Uh, but a child that doesn't grow up, that's not cute. That's tragic. And the same is true spiritually. Spiritual babies are cute. I love spiritual babies, but if you don't grow up spiritually, it ceases to be cute and it becomes tragic. Too many Christians grow old, but never grow up spiritually. But God wants you to grow to be spiritually strong. So look, look on your notes in the app on the screen here, Ephesians 4.14. says, we're not meant to remain as children at the mercy of every chance wind of teaching. Okay, in our day and age, there is all kinds of crazy screwball teaching. I mean, there's just all kinds of, of goofy stuff being taught out there, and people, Christians, fall for it. And, and the Bible tells us, no, don't remain as children so you fall for all that stuff. Instead, we're meant to hold firmly to the truth in love and to grow up in every way into Christ. We're not meant to remain as children. We are meant to grow up in Christ. Now, God is a God of order, and God designed the universe to operate on the basis of physical laws, the laws of physics. And you can't break the laws of physics. You don't break the law of gravity. It breaks you, okay? And just as God has designed physical laws, he has designed spiritual laws. There is a spiritual process by which we grow and become what God wants us to be. And those spiritual laws form the basis for this campaign. Uh, we're going to uh, focus on these over the, this 40-day period. So on your notes, write this down. Number one, first spiritual law. We grow when we feed on the Word of God. We grow when we feed on the Word of God. This book, the Bible, it's your soul food. It's your soul food. And you can't be physically healthy if you eat junk food all the time. You can't be spiritually healthy 
unless you feed on the truth of God's Word. Imagine if every Sunday you went uh, to this giant Sunday brunch buffet and gorged yourself with all this food, and then the rest of the week you ate nothing. That's not going to be good for your health. In fact, it, it harms your spiritual health, too. If, if you get all the spiritual truth that you get here on the weekend in this service and then don't get anything else through the week, that's not enough. You've you got to feed your soul, not just once a week at church. You've got to feed your soul every day so that you've got the spiritual strength that you need to do what God calls you to do. Matthew 4.4, 4, Jesus says, People need more than bread for their life. They must feed on the word of God. Acts 20, 32, Paul says, I now commend you to the care of God and to the message of his grace. What's the message of his grace? It's this, it's the word, which is able to build you up and give you the blessings God has for all his people. Would you like to have all the blessings that God has for you? Of course you would. You know, as your pastor, I want you to have all the blessings that God has for you. That's why we do these campaigns. You know, I've been a pastor for over 30 years. Honestly, if there were a better way to help this church grow spiritually than spiritual growth campaigns, I'd do that. But I looked and looked for years, and we found these, and they work. And that's why we do them. I mean, how do you get all the blessings that God has for you? Well, you grow up to become the person that he can bless. You know, there are some gifts that you can't give to a little baby. It, it, it'll just break it. It's not appropriate. There are some gifts you can't give to a, a kid because he's just not mature enough to handle it. And there are some gifts, some blessings that God would love to give you, but he can't give them to you yet because you haven't grown spiritually mature enough to handle the blessings. Now, how do you feed on the Word of God. Six ways, on your notes. You hear it, you read it, you study it, you memorize it, you meditate on it, and you apply it. If all you do is hear the Word of God when you come to church on Sunday, you're only getting the Word one way. And unfortunately, studies have shown that we forget 95% of what we hear within 72 hours. So by Wednesday, you're going to forget 95% of what I've told you. You'll remember 5%. My experience has been you'll probably remember the jokes. <laughs> Good, bad, or indifferent, you'll remember those. But the, the, the meat of the teaching, we, we forget it if all we do is hear it. That's why we give you those notes. That's why we encourage you to use the app. Because the simple act of writing that in helps you to retain it. Now, if you hear the Word of God and you read the Word of God, you'll retain more of it. If you hear it, if you read it, if you study it, that means you use a pencil, write things down, you'll retain more of it. If you memorize it, and then if you meditate on it, you'll remember more of it. And then if you actually do it, now you've got to grasp on the Word of God. It, it's making a difference in your life. So for 40 days... We're going to help you hear, read, study, memorize, meditate, and apply the Word of God specifically in the area of prayer. Forty days of prayer. 
Why? Why are we doing this? Because we don't want you going through life as an immature baby. We want you to grow up and do what God wants you to do. And the first principle of spiritual growth is you've got to feed on the Word. So there's an action step for you during 40 days. And that is we want you to have a daily time with God. Every day for 40 days. I'm asking you, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, half an hour, whatever you got. Every day, you feed on the Word of God. And we're going to encourage you to get one of these uh, study guides because it's got daily devotional readings that you can read every day for 40 days, and that'll help you grow. Second law of spiritual growth. We grow when we learn in different ways. Uh, Luke 3.18 says this about John the Baptist. In many different ways... John preached the good news to the people. We, we learn, we grow when we learn in different ways. And why did John use different teaching styles? Because we learn in different ways. You know, one of the benefits of a spiritual growth campaign over just a sermon series is that in a campaign, we can use several different teaching styles in order to connect with the different learning styles. Yeah, some of you are auditory learners. You learn by listening. You learn through the ear gate. You hear it, you get it, you got it. And if you're an auditory learner, you love church. Because that's the primary way that we teach in most churches. Everything you're hearing right now, you're hearing through the ear gate. But, but a lot of people uh, aren't auditory learners. Uh, some, some people don't like to listen they like to read or watch. They learn through the eye gate. You know, don't, don't just tell me, show it to me. You know, if I see it, then I can do it. If I can watch a video, if I can read a book, if I can see it in print, then, then I'll get it. And, and that's me. I, I, I learn when I see it, when I see it in print. Some of you are oral learners. You learn by talking it out. You learn through the mouth gate. And if, if you're a, an oral learner, you love small groups because that's where you get the opportunity to talk. You, know, you, you, don't, you don't get to talk in, in a group this size. Uh, but when you get into a small group, uh, then you can talk about it. And as you talk about it, your mind engages and you figure it out. Uh, some people learn through the hand gate. They learn by doing it. They, you know, don't just tell it to me. Don't just let me watch a video. Don't, don't give me an instruction manual to read. I, don't have me watch you. Let me touch it. Let me touch it. And if I can touch it, if I can do it with my hands, then I can learn it. So over the next 40 days, we're going to teach you on one truth. We're going to teach you on the truth of prayer. But we're going to teach it in several different ways. You're going to hear... Seven sermons on prayer. You're going to watch seven videos on prayer. Uh, you're going to discuss seven videos on prayer. Uh, you're going to learn it by doing There are going to be some hands-on projects that you're going to do in your small group. So you're going to read it. You're going to think about it, meditate on it through a devotional every day. It's like taking a nail, and, and you don't just hit it once. You hit it, bam, 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 over and over, and you drive it into your life. That's what happens during a spiritual growth campaign. Job 33:14 says, God speaks in different ways, and we don't always recognize his voice. 
You know, God speaks in different ways because people learn in different ways, and we don't always recognize what's going on. And so in the campaign, we're going to use all four of these learning styles so we can maximize the effectiveness of our teaching. So that's where we're going. Does that make sense? Yes. That makes sense? Okay, good. Third law of spiritual growth. We grow when we develop spiritual habits. Habits. And I can't overemphasize the importance of building good habits in your life. Good habits build uh, good character, and good character builds a great destiny. Okay? Bad habits destroy your character and lead to great disappointment. Whether you're going to have a great destiny or great disappointment in your life is determined by the habits that you, that you follow. Man's life is, is determined by the sum of his habits. So how do you develop good habits? Well, John 13, 17, Jesus says, Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you what? Practice them. That's right. You're not blessed just for knowing them. No. You're blessed when you do them, when you put them into practice, when you make it a habit in your life through repetition. Now, here's what usually happens. See if you can identify with this. You read your Bible for a day or two, and then you skip a day. And then you read a Bible, your Bible for a day, and then you skip two days. And then you read your Bible for three days, and then you skip a week. And then before you know it, you've skipped a month. Okay? See, it, that, that's like rolling up a ball of string and then dropping it. And every time you drop it, you lose what you've rolled up. You roll it up, you drop it. You pick it up, you roll it. You're just covering the same ground over and over again. Uh, you know why our spiritual growth campaigns last for 40 days? Because study after study has shown that it takes 40 days, takes six weeks, to uh, start a good habit. Six weeks to start a good habit. Now, personally, it takes me six seconds to start a bad habit, okay? But it takes six weeks to, to start a good habit. And, and so some of you, some of you, you've had good habits in the past, and, but you've dropped them, and so it's time for you to pick it back up, get back into practice. So what happens when you practice good habits? Hebrews 5.14, look at this. It says solid food, that, that's, the, that's the word of God is what he's talking about there. Solid food is for mature people whose minds have been trained by practice. Okay, that's the habit. Whose minds have been trained by practice to know the difference between good and evil. You know, when you don't know the difference between good and evil, when you don't know the difference between right and wrong, it creates all kinds of problems in your life. And you look around the world today, and, and people, people don't know what the right thing to do is. People don't know the difference between good and evil. In our culture today, they're calling bad good and, and good bad. And if, if you don't know, your life's going to be a mess. But if you become spiritually mature... If you become spiritually mature, you will know the difference between good and evil. See, the difference between successful people and unsuccessful people is successful people have developed habits that unsuccessful people won't develop. Successful people are just normal people who developed good habits that serve them for the rest of their life. 
And that, that's, that's true in the physical realm, it's true in the spiritual realm. Uh, 1 Corinthians 9.25 says, All good athletes train hard and practice to get better. They do it to win a prize that won't last. But we practice to win a prize that will last forever. Folks, the spiritual habits that you build into your spiritual life during this 40 days campaign, they will serve you forever and ever and ever throughout eternity. You know, during 40 days of prayer, we're going to focus on four habits. The habit of weekly large group worship, either in person or watching online. Okay? The habit of small group fellowship, either in person or online. You know, we've got the technology now. You don't even have to be at the small group. My small group started this morning at 7.45, and, and some of us were there, and, and we had a guy who was watching online. Uh, you know, we can do that. The habit of a daily time alone with God using your workbook. Okay? And the habit of memorizing and meditating on God's Word. We've got a verse a week that we're going to memorize together and meditate on. And so it's four layers of habits. It's large group worship, small group fellowship, personal study for discipleship, and then memorization and meditation to, to change how we live. And those four, habits, those four habits will improve your life more than any other thing that you do. You know, th this has been a crazy year. It's just been a crazy year. I'm 65 years old. I don't remember a year this crazy. Closest one I can think of is 1968. Some of you may remember 1968. That was a screwball year. And, uh, but, but this one is unlike any year I've seen. And so I don't know what issues you're dealing with. I don't know if it's health issues. I don't know if it's mental health issues. I don't know if it's relational issues, if it's financial issues, career issues, uh, marriage, family, kids. I, I don't know what issues you're struggling with. But I can tell you this. Whatever you're struggling with, your situation will improve if you'll do these four habits. Okay? And you may think, oh, I don't have time, I don't have 40 days to do this, I gotta, and, you know, you're just dealing with all this craziness out here. I tell you, if you stop dealing with all that craziness and focus on these four things for 40 days, all of this will get better. Okay? It will. Look what God says, Joshua 1.8. God says, always remember what is written in this book. Read it and think about it every day and be sure to obey everything that's written in it. If you do this, look what happens you will be prosperous and successful in your life. Because this is the owner's manual. And if you read it, if you understand it, if you apply it to your life every day, you're going to be better. Life, life's all about the habits. Okay? Fourth law of spiritual growth. We grow when we help each other grow. We grow when we help each other grow. Yes, you can grow uh, by yourself. But you are not going to grow to the same level that you will grow if you do it with other people. You, you can grow farther, faster if you do it with other people. Because God has wired us up. He's wired us up so that spiritual growth is relational. Iron sharpens iron. We are better together. Romans 1.12, Paul says, I want us to help each other with the faith that we have. Your faith will help me and my faith will help you. So you grow best when you connect with other people of faith. 
You know, there are 56 commands in the New Testament called the one another's. Uh, 56 commands from God that you, that you can't obey without other people in your life. Love one another, care for one another, encourage one another, pray for one another, serve one another, rebuke one another, share with one another, build each other up, help each other move. Okay, help each other move is not in the Bible, okay? I think that one's in the small group guidelines. If you get into a group, you want to read those guidelines closely. See, okay, are we helping each other move here? And uh, years ago, we were talking when we were promoting small groups, and, and one guy said, well, why do we have small groups around here? And somebody piped up and said, help each other move. Okay. But 56 times in the Bible, God says, you, you can't grow to spiritual maturity if, if you're not connected with the body of Christ. Why? Because the number one thing that God wants you to learn is how to love. How to love God and love other people. And you can't do that if you're hibernating uh, at home. You can't do that if you've got walls up. You, you can only do that. L listen, the very reason that you don't want to be in a small group is the very reason you need to be in a small group. Okay? I don't want to get in a group. There will be some people in there who disagree with me. There might be people who there who irritate me. There might be people there who inconvenience me. You know, you need people in your life who are different than you. You need people who challenge your self-centeredness. You need people who teach you how to be tolerant and patient and kind to other people. The most selfish person on earth is a baby. I, 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 me, me, me. Everybody else exists for the baby's needs. It's only when a baby grows to maturity that it, it starts to actually think about other people. And, and some, some people, some Christians never grow up. They're stuck on it's all about me. I don't have time for this. It, it's my schedule. It's my needs. It's my problems. It's my preferences. It's my priorities. All about me is a guaranteed strategy to stunt your spiritual growth. Okay? We grow when we reach out and connect with other people. We grow when we get into groups, when we get in community. When we have the opportunity to knock the rough edges off of each other so that we all look more like Christ. Hebrews 10.24 says, Let us be concerned for one another. Not just concerned about ourselves, concerned for one another. To help one another. To show love and to do good. Let us not give up, say the word, the habit of meeting together. Yeah, yeah. You want to grow? Join a small group. Okay. Now, at last count, we have 81 adult and student groups. And we got over 601 people in them. And that number, I'm sure, has gone up because that was earlier in the week. But we got groups meeting every day of the week, meeting mornings and evenings, you know, all over the place all over the area. Men's groups, women's groups, couples groups, co-eds groups, I mean, teen groups, kids groups. And it's not, too late. it's not too late for you to sign up and lead a group. If you'd like to lead a group and, and start one, and it's definitely not too late for you to join a group. You know, if you stop by out in the lobby, they'll help you find a group and get you plugged in. Fifth law of spiritual growth. We grow when we expect to grow. We grow when we expect to grow. This is the faith factor. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew 9, 29, according to your faith, it will be done to you. According to your faith, it will be done to you. 
So what are you expecting God to do in your life during this 40 days of prayer? I'll tell you what God's going to do in your life. He's going to do what you expect him to. Nothing more, nothing less. If you expect to get nothing out of it, that's what you're going to get out of it. If you expect God to do great things, God will do great things. Because according to your faith, it will be done to you. And so I'd encourage you just to, to spend some time this afternoon and just get together with God and just say, God, what is it that you want to do? What, what do you want to change in my life? What do you want to improve? What area of my life do you want to be stronger? What, what, where do you want to give me a breakthrough in an area that I've been struggling with for years? You know, and just set a goal and say, God, this is what I'm expecting in this 40 days. If you study scripture, you'll see that God does not move out of heaven and act on your behalf because of your complaining. Okay? God is not moved by your moaning and groaning. Every time God moves out of heaven and does a miracle on earth, it's because somebody believed him. Somebody believed him. And if you want God to do something in your life over these next 40 days, what is it? What do you expect to happen? Don't waste this opportunity. Set a goal. Say, God, I'm expecting you to do this. I'm expecting you to work in my life. I'm expecting a miracle. I'm expecting a breakthrough. God, I'm expecting an answer. And start this campaign with a spirit, an attitude of faith. I'm going to grow a lot in these 40 days. I'm expecting it. Because you're going to get out of the campaign what you put into it. Last, last spiritual law is we grow when we commit to grow. Spiritual growth is not automatic. It, it doesn't happen by accident. Spiritual growth is a choice. You've got to put forth the effort. You've got to do the habits. You've got to choose to grow. Now let me ask you a, a very personal question. A year from today... How different do you intend to be? Do you intend to be stronger? Or are you going to still be stuck in the same problems that you came in with today? A year from now, do you want to be more mature? Or do you still want to be the way you are now? Truth is, you won't be the way you are now. Because you're either going up or you're going down. You're never standing still. And so it won't be the same problem. If you don't do something about it, it'll be worse. But God offers you an opportunity to get a breakthrough and to be better, but it's your choice. You know, a year from today, some of you are going to be much better people, much stronger people, much more mature people, because you will have built on the habits that you learned during this 40 days. And you'll practice them for the next year, and it'll make a difference in your life. God puts it pretty bluntly in Jeremiah 29, 13. He says, you'll find me when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else. You want it more than your comfort. You want it more than your convenience. You want it more than anything else, and you're going to seek God for it. You say, God, I'm tired of being a spiritual baby. I'm, I'm 
I don't like being manipulated by my moods. I don't like being pressured and pushed around by other people. I don't like being led by my fears and, and anxieties and worries. I don't like the depression. I don't like the guilt, the gossip, the gluttony, the anger, the lust. I'm sick of this. I don't want it. More than anything, I want to be the woman of God, the man of God that you want me to be. That's your choice. What's the action step? Well, you covenant with others. We grow faster and farther when we make a covenant with other people. It's easier to change when other people are changing with you. It's easier to grow when you make a covenant with other people. And so in your worship folder and on the app, we've got a 40 days of prayer commitment card. And uh, don't confuse it with a communication card, two different things. And I'd encourage you to, to sign this commitment card and then turn it in the box when you leave today. Or if you do it on the app, you can, you can do it on the app and we'll get the information. You'll get the, the information there. Look at these commitments. During 40 days of prayer, I'll do my best to attend and watch the weekend services. And the great thing about that is, is you don't have to show up here at a specific time anymore. You can watch these services throughout the week. I'll do my best to participate in a small group. Now let me tell you about that. It's, it's seven weeks for these small groups, and you may think, well, I can't, I can't be there all seven. I'm, you know, I've got, I've got a business trip. Do they still do business trips anymore? Okay, okay. So you got something you got to do. I'm not going to be able to be there all the time. And, uh, and, and so you think, okay, I, I'm not, I'm not going to sign up because I can't go to all seven. No, if you can't be there every time, be there every time you can, okay? Because that, that's what winners do. Winners look at what they can do and do it. Losers look at what they can't do and then don't do anything. So don't not get in a group because you can't be there every time. Get in a group and be there every time you can, okay? That's the goal. I'll do my best to use the personal study guide every day. You know, there's, there's reading in here every day. I'm going to pop this thing open. I'm going to read God's word. I'm going to spend some time in prayer with him about it. And you'll begin to build the habits that will change your life. You know, in the book of Nehemiah, when, when they rebuilt the walls around the city of Jerusalem, uh, Nehemiah had the people sign a covenant to show their commitment. He wanted to know, you in or you out? Are you in or you out? And you can't do anything worthwhile in life without making a commitment. You, know, you, you can't buy a car without making a commitment to pay for it. You can't uh, get a job without making a commitment to show up and do the work. You, you can't rent or buy a house without making a commitment to, to pay for it every month. You can't get married without making a commitment. And as your founding pastor who loves you and wants you to grow, I'm inviting you to make a commitment to 40 days of prayer. Make a commitment. You know, every spiritual revival in history always started with a group of people who would pray. Every, every revival started with people who would pray. And I tell you, our, our nation needs prayer. I tell you, folks, we need a revival. The church needs a revival. We need a refreshing, we need a renewal, we need a, a fresh sense of God's presence and power and purpose in our lives. How do we get that? It comes through prayer comes through worship, comes through fellowship, comes through studying the Word of God, it comes through serving one another, it comes to reaching out to our world. That's why we're dedicating 40 days 
to this material and to this purpose and these habits. And that's why, if I could, I would beg you, beg you to get into a small group so you can learn these habits and change your life and honestly change the world around you. Paul sums it up. He says, our greatest wish and prayer is that you will become mature Christians. That's our goal for you. I pray you'll join us. Let's pray together. Father, I look out on these people and, and I love them. They, they are good, good people. And we've been through a lot of ups and downs this year. Lots of different experiences in life. But God, I believe that these 40 days of prayer may be the most fruitful days of spiritual growth in the life of this church family. I truly believe that we are moving into deeper levels of maturity and growth than we have ever seen before. And God, we don't, we don't want to waste this opportunity. We don't want to miss out on your blessings. We want all the blessings that you have in store for us. And we just humbly recognize that, that blessing follows obedience. And you've laid out a, a pathway of spiritual growth for us. And now it's our privilege, it's our opportunity, it's our responsibility to walk that path. And I just pray that, that each of us will go into this campaign with an attitude of faith, with anticipation and expectation. God, it would be a waste of time for us to do this and not do it in faith. And so right now, here today, before this campaign even starts, I want to thank you for the tremendous work that you're going to do in the heart and life of every person who participates in this campaign. God, you have promised to work on our behalf, and we are begging you to do that, and we praise you because you keep your promises. Growth is a choice. And as we build these habits into our lives, God, may we become the true men and women of God that you desire for us to be. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We would love for you to get connected to what's going on at Rockbrook Church. Visit us online at rockbrook.org for service times, small group information, and other ways you can discover your purpose here on earth.